Jurassic Park for a minute. We'll be discussing the second Jurassic Park sequel one minute at a time. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And today we're back to discuss minute 64 of Jurassic Park 3. But before we get to that, David, I've been searching or having a bit of a look around on Jurassic-pedia.com and found an article from one of the uh, IDW comics, which uh, I'm trying to see the name of that comic now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not plan this out at all. Do-do-do... Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, the IDW comic Devils in the Desert, uh, which is a second Jurassic Park comic series released by IDW. We have a very familiar-looking Pteranodon there, which has described and drawn much the same as what we see in Jurassic Park 3, which is uh, which is interesting. Sort of explains how, how these animals get off the island and um, go to the hills and mountains of Southern California, which sort of was going to be one of those things that happened post-Jurassic Park 3 and... Even some of the uh, online media stuff sort of for Jurassic World des- um, described how Hoskins... Although I think they went to Canada, didn't they, eventually? Uh, yeah, I think they nested somewhere in, like, Ontario or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting that they're sort of in this story. They're coming down, killing cattle, a cattle ranch, and then that obviously goes to uh, killing people as well. And... Mm-hmm. At least they didn't go to Enid, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could get a you could do a John McClane quote there, or you could do a Samuel Jackson quote. <laughs> Neither one appropriate for this podcast. No, no, no. We we'll try to keep it PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, at the end of the series and spoils ahead, if you uh, don't want to know what happens in this comic, um, Ingen steps in and uh, captures most of the animals and takes them back, but uh, three remain and. One of them, or two, are killed, and the third one's killed by a polar bear at a uh, <laughs> at a um, zoo. So a little bit out there, but most comics are. <laughs> it might, might be worth getting and having a look. Interesting, it says it's um, second Jurassic Park series. Well, I suppose IDW wouldn't have done the original series, and that they would have only taken over post Jurassic Park three. Well, just for a little bit of background here, the Hippocratesy uh, nomenclature actually comes from Jurassic Park Legacy. We originally kind of um, started making up some pseudo nomenclature to kind of differentiate these um, animals from their fossil relative, their relatives found in the fossil record. And so, for example, this one, uh, Hippocratesy, literally meaning hypocrite. <laughs> because these Tronodons, of course, have teeth. And it's interesting is that they not only appear in this comic, but they also appear in Jurassic Park the game as the as uh, Tronodons that are seen as, for some reason, free-range, hmm. which is odd because you would think that they would be the, the um, species from the Lost World that would be um, free-range and not these, which presumably are kind of a dirty secret from that Hammond and Ingen kept off the record, you know? Yeah, yeah, and we've we've always speculated that those ones from the Lost World were smaller and probably not capable of being able to fly to the mainland where these ones are much bigger and could, or possibly could, and that's why we've got them in a cage, but yeah, and even the artwork he's got the teeth as well. Yeah. Yeah, we did mention, mention that briefly when uh, Jay was on, I think when we went on a a few tangents and we're talking <laughs> animals across the franchise, but uh, head over to jurassic com to find that article and, uh, and a lot more. 
Can you fly one of those? Maybe. As long as the sail's not torn. Well, let's take it. Dave, ready into 64. Sure. As we ended on minute 63 of Jurassic Park 3, everyone found themselves in the river. Billy, on the other hand, was stuck high up on the canyon wall, with the Tranodon circling, ready to attack. As we open on minute 64, Eric's on the riverbank and points up to the canyon wall and says, There he is, as the others come out of the river and join him. At the six second mark, Paul and Grant turn and start running back upstream towards Billy, while Amanda pushes Eric downstream, away from danger. At the 14 second mark, we cut back to Billy up on the canyon wall as he undoes the top clip of his harness and then the bottom clip, which releases him and he falls free down to the river below, narrowly avoiding two rocky islands in the river. As Grant and Paul get closer, Billy runs downstream, but a Tranodon swoops in low and picks him up. Unable to carry the weight, he's soon let go again and splashes back into the water. At the 29 second mark, Paul and Grant enter the water, Grant yelling, hang on Billy, just as the Tranodons come in and attack again. At the 32 second mark, we cut back to a large steel gate. As Eric arrives first, then Amanda, and they both work together to open a large steel door. At the 38 second mark, we cut back to Billy in the stream. Paul stops Grant as Billy starts to get washed down the rapids, and the Tranodons start pecking at him. And his last words, get away, get away, get away. We lose sight of Billy as he goes underwater, but the two Tranodons keep on hovering above the water, pecking down trying to find him, just as a blurry image of a third Tranodon comes into view. At the 53 second mark, the animal comes into focus as it slowly turns its head 180 degrees and looks directly at Grant and Paul with a menacing look. And as the minute ends, Paul and Grant realise they're now the target of this creature and turn and run. As we're up on 64, everyone's wet. They've all got out of the water. Uh, Alan, Amanda and Paul run along the riverbank until they finally find Eric, who's um, standing there pointing up at the canyon above and says, there he is, he's across the river. And uh, at this point, Amanda sort of joins Eric and Paul and Grant turn and run back towards... Uh, it will run back in the direction of Billy and as they do, Paul yells, go, get him out of here. So... This is where we, we split up again, even though there's, there's birds in the sky mm-hmm. that uh, we know can pick up Eric and possibly the others as well. But but as they sort of, Ameri- uh, Eric and Amanda run away, we get the shot of the canyon walls here, which, and the riverbank they're on, where we've got some mid, mid-sized trees and bushes and uh, these waterfalls running down the banks as well, or down the cliffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, uh, this whole actually ending here to this little escapade is, um, actually all completely done on the big big set that they built on the universal back lot and so it's got the water it's just basically basically a big pool filled with water there's no actually water running i don't think and so you got the cliff side on one side you only and you only ever see that one side of the cliff in this and if they ever have to do an opposite side of the cliff side they just show the a different side of the camera and reverse it mm. well yeah, and I think now's about time we we post the photos that it's set up on uh, Facebook too, since we haven't done it yet. It's it's interesting. Yeah, it is built on a big pool, and they've got pumps running up to the top of the uh, cliffs for the waterfalls. But we mm-hmm. do see a couple of times uh, here and there of 
water running over rocks and that, like it's multi-leveled. And even at mm-hmm. the end of the minute where Billy's getting pecked, it's pretty much cascading down rocks and that. So I wonder if there's some CG in there or if it's um, on locate. They've got some location plates from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not sure. I, I the pictures I've always seen were of it static, but then again, yeah. it could just be that it didn't actually have the pump running at the time. You know. Oh yeah. Yep. True. Because they do, they do combine a couple shots here. I think yeah. uh, that they have going uh, with um with the pool and then with maybe some water running someplace. Mm. And it's sort of odd too that like again, there's a lot of a lot about the geography of the aviary is um, questionable. And here they've gone, they've ran deep into the aviary, fallen down into the water, and then come back down the river and found land. They'd nearly have to be underneath the observatory platform by now, wouldn't they? They're still sort of on on, on that bank, on that side of the aviary. They haven't sort of crossed over. Yeah, I think. It. Yeah, they're basically almost at the um, edge of the cage by this point, when the um, aviary platform was more to the center of the um, av of the aviary. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose too. We um, in a minute when we start to see Billy come down, it's where the sort of shoreline starts. Um, on the riverbank, and that's assumably back there somewhere where that stairs fell down earlier and landed in water and not on dirt or on hard mm-hmm. ground. But uh, Amanda tries to push Eric along, but he refuses, saying, I want to, I want to help Billy, um, which is sort of... I, I suppose it's more of um, the fact that Billy just saved his life. He wants to return the favour because um, mm-hmm. he, seems, he seems pretty passionate about not getting out of there and going back to help. Even though he knows he's uh, he's the right way to be carried away by these animals, but he eventually turns and the two start to run away. Up on the Kenyan wall, there's that brilliant score here that's intensifying as Billy sort of mm-hmm. unclips the top strap of his harness, and then the whole time he's sort of looking up, keeping an eye on those animals, and then he unclips his bottom strap and instantly falls down into the river below. Which <laughs> he undoes that bottom strap, and all of a sudden the uh, the two support straps around his legs are free as well. <laughs> um, a little bit of movie magic there. It's a nitpick, a slight nitpick, but he, um, yeah. After trying to get that parachute free, he knows it's it's stuck there. The only thing to do is uh, unclip those belts and get free to harness. Mm-hmm. And again, lucky he finds a uh, section of river here that's uh, deep enough to land in. <laughs> but uh, as he falls in the water too, he, again, lucky he sort of falls between two of those nice, practical rocky outcrops that are coming up out of the water. Which are almost just perfect perches for the Tranodons to sit on. Mm-hmm. It's the right height off the water. They could sit there and look and just ram their head under the water and catch fish. Or Now, is it me, or um, is it like the filter, or is it, does the water just seem kind of too blue, you know? Like it's almost died, in a way. <laughs> it does here, and even back where we see the um, Grant Nat fall in the water as well, it looks real, yeah, real dark, and then... Mm-hmm. It's one of those problems with underwater shots. Fallen Kingdom had the same problem where we go in the water with the uh, gyrosphere, and of course it's crystal clear. We, it, it's clearly <laughs> underwater shots. We're in a pool. We do get um, a little bit later here when, or next minute when Grant and Paul jump in the river. It's not quite as clear. It's a little bit more cloudier, which we'll talk about there. I think that's more trying to hide the fact that it's <laughs> stunt guys, but uh, it's it's one of those things with films. Mm-hmm. The underwater stuff you can't you can't film underwater in a real river for the most part because you're not going to see what's happening. <laughs> but uh, we cut back to Paul and Grant as they emerge from some foliage and 
can see Billy further up river and we cut to that view up the stream as Billy's running through knee deep water as a trenodon swoops in behind him and yeah. here we got a bit bit more to that shallower water. Yeah, and uh, this shot I remember being on the back of the VHS uh, box. The shot of the Tronodon swooping just uh, over Billy, you know, mm. about to pick him up. It's a it's a great looking shot. I'll I'll compare it to that Trenosaur coming out of the the bush behind the jeep with Malcolm and Muldoon and Elliot in, in Jurassic Park, and yeah. Oh. I like how they still have the mist going da- going on down here and it's it's not just up in the upper part of the canyon it's kind of permeating down to the even to the river level of the canyon yeah 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 well it's winter here in the last last month or so it's been foggy and that's what that's what fog does it sort of lingers down down the low stuff until late sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes lunchtime it's still foggy on rivers and that here and before it burns up and sort of clears away but again just it just adds that fantastic atmosphere to the to the aviary sequence having that having that here Agreed. But it uh it swoops in and grabs him by the shoulders and um I don't know there must be a type of this anyway grabs him by the shoulders and sort of lifts him up out of the out of the water a little bit but obviously um Billy's a little bit heavier than what Eric was whether or not it's the same animal that picked up Eric we'll never know because there's not much difference in coloration between these animals that we see but they do a bit of a swing <laughs> swing and Billy's let go and drops drops in the water again. Um, Grant and Paul into the river and start running towards Billy and um, Grant yelling, hang on Billy, but Billy tries to get up out of the water and is slammed into from behind by a second animal, animal which sends him back under the water and that's sort of, this is where Billy's starting to get attacked and much like what we would have got in that scene in Jurassic Park with the uh, with them swooping down and attacking or trying to force um, Lex and that out of the territory. Uh, we cut to Amanda and Eric as they come to a large cage wall and try to pull down a large lever which has the uh, the inside door locked and we slowly get that sound effect I absolutely love of creaking metal and as the uh, lever starts to go upwards. But back with Paul and uh, Grant and Billy, they're both running through the water and Grant is calling Billy's name but Paul grabs him by the arm and they both stop and suddenly... Um, we can see Billy sort of... It's like there must be a little stream going off to the side here because it's a, sort of a completely different angle than what we had before. As um, as he's starting to get washed down the stream and he sort of yells for him to get back as two more animals swoop in and hover sort of above him and start pecking at him as he, um, as they move downstream and that's where we sort of leave leave eyesight of Billy anyway. You know how me with my like uh, set production, set design stuff, but I do really, really like how they have the um, have the gate set up here with the kind of weeds just climbing all over. Because that's basically what plants do; they'll find anything to latch onto and just climb up and up and up it. Like you kind of see with the uh, leaves on the rock behind them. Mm. But they, I also have a nice speckling going on with the. Um, with the rust effect going on with the um, with the actual cage wall itself, and you can kind of imagine where they had it painted black at one point, and where other areas where the rust is starting to eat through the paint, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of it's interesting. Next minute, when we get sort of a look back at the um, at the whole sort of structure at the bottom of the aviary here, where you can clearly see where the vines are being growing up and over it, but then. Mm-hmm. They've all died at some point, whether it's been a dry season or what, what's happened. The, the foliage is sort of needed to pull back, and it's 
it's one thing it's a pity when we get later get that big wide shot of the of the aviary itself that there isn't more foliage sort of growing in from the sides or the the riverbank mm-hmm. as the uh as the tranodons move downstream we get that fantastic oh we get a blurry image of a third tranodon that's sitting on a rock watching them and uh as the animal comes into focus we get that slow head turn <laughs> as uh as the other two animals attacking billy or from them to grant and paul standing in the river and Jay mentioned it the last episode he was on, just <laughs> the freakiness of this Tronodon just turning its head so smoothly and looking directly back at him. Like Jay said, this is actually one of the great moments of CGI in this movie, and you can just see as the animal comes into focus, it's, I mean, it looks real, you know? It looks like it's an actual, it could almost be a, a, um, a, uh, animatronic i mean you can if you look at the neck area you can kind of see that it's not but it still has that almost you could almost touch it look you know yeah yeah and that's that's it if, if it was an animatronic the uh, the latex would be bunching up on the neck <laughs> especially when it sort of pretty much does a 180 too mm-hmm. like and um but yeah just the the cg here is is absolutely fantastic and freaky as hell <laughs> it just feels so menacing. And then you get the look on Grant's face as it's, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> and um, as the minute ends, we cut back to Paul and Grant as they uh, suddenly realise that they're now the focus of this animal <laughs> and start to turn to run. Um, anything else on that? Like, we we sort of compared, compared this sort of stuff to uh, other films mm-hmm. when Jay was on last minutes. Yeah. In the script, as mentioned last week, Amanda comes out of the river and finds her son hiding behind a rock, and she hugs him tightly. Paul urges them to keep moving. Up ahead, the mesh of the aviary meets the river. So, in that shot, we would have in the script anyway. We see that the um, they are near the edge of the uh, of the aviary. Grant wades along the shore looking for Billy and doesn't take long to find him up on the canyon. Billy tries in vain to free the parasail. Uh, all the tranodons, all the tranodons have now landed on perches beside him, uh, much like Prometheus about to have his liver and a lot more pecked out which I thought was an interesting little um, quote for the uh, for the script and then a much large animal lands beside him looking Billy right in the eye and it lunges at him but Billy pushes off the rock wall and barely avoids getting bitten but the big animal's beak sort of cuts through the harness or vital piece of the harness and that's what causes him to fall which I think all this would have um, would have upped the fear and tension a lot more if the animals instead of just uh, twisting or twisting, uh, circling above. That actually landed on the canyon wall, and we're right, right next to him, and he he couldn't really do nothing about it. Yeah. It also suggests too that there's a bigger. I'm guessing this being the, a big, a big one. It's it's a male, maybe the leader or the, the head of the pack. Well, there was as I mentioned, I think it was last ep- uh, episode. We there was meant to be a male in the uh, final. Uh, in the finale of the movie, but it was eventually cut. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is, it is big. It is um, described. The big one's described here, and then it's also described as the one that sort of hangs on the uh, aviary wall as well. And it's the one that mm-hmm. uh, makes realizes they can escape. But Billy bobs to the surface and sees the others and wades down the stream towards him. And Grant, Paul, and Amanda, or yeah, they all sort of hurry, hurry to meet him. Um, Grant is overjoyed to see him alive, but his smile quickly fades as he sees the entire flock of Tronodons diving down from above in pursuit of their lost prey. Uh, 
this starts to get a bit dark, and I haven't read ahead in the script or the novel, because the novel's the same, but uh, it sort of describes something here that doesn't suggest that Billy's coming back, because he starts uh, running to his friends and yells, get back, get back, and he's then knocked down by the lead Trenodon, uh, strikes him from behind with a brutal, calculated beak to the head. Uh, Billy stumbles and falls to the ground. Grant rushes forward with Paul right behind him. Amanda takes Eric to safety down river. Billy screams as the entire flock of Trenodons now swarm around him, pecking him apart with beaks and claws. Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Grant, Grant yells Billy's name, but Paul tells him it's no use, Doc. Uh, it's no use, Doctor Grant. No, no use. And Grant just can't take his eyes off Billy, whose blood stains the water rushing by. Again. Yeah, that that's like way Dieter style dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because actually in the um, in the movie in the script uh, billy does not come back he he does die and i believe that he only comes back in the shooting script because uh the actor complained and he kind of said that i prefer not to die basically and so they rewrote the ending so that the actor did not have to die Mm. which is interesting because we've got i think off quick count we've got nine main cast members uh, on island, we we lose um, Nash and Cooper we, straight up. We lose up. like three of them. Yeah. Nash, Dusky, and Cooper. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> minutes ago. That's even um, Udesky is back with the Raptors near the halfway mm-hmm. point of the movie, and with what we get here in the with the turn of the aviary, then later with the uh, Spinosaurus, another death here probably would have been warranted. I think Billy's yeah. sort of the one that um, we could have lost here, and I think it's um, his death could have had meaning because he tried to steal the eggs, and as much as Grant kept on giving him the evil eye, <laughs> I think um, yeah. there's no even even at the end of the film, there's no still no redemption for Billy taking eggs apart from oh I found your hat, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I do agree that it does kind of take away from the impact that we see uh, earlier in the film. Plus, it kind of takes away the impact of the act as it happens. It basically um, it takes away the impact of of Grant's last words to Billy, and it takes away the impact of his sacrifice to save Eric. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do I do definitely agree that this should have been one character that should have actually died not not have come back at the end of the movie mm. ending off here uh, now several animals are now heading their way um, as difficult as it is to leave Billy behind Grant and Paul make a run for it um, so that's that's the, the script out of the way uh, in the novel um, pretty much runs the same but uh, as Amanda hugs Paul uh, as Amanda hugs Eric Paul points forward and says look and we see a paved road on the shore of the river and a double-gated portal designed to allow trucks to enter and exit the, the aviary safely, which I thought was interesting because that sounds a lot like what we see in Jurassic Park and in The Lost World with uh, the perimeter fence gates. Perimeter mm. fence gates. Yeah, it does, which is weird because, I mean, in the final movie, the gates are not designed that way at all. It's a single gate that's barely enough headroom for, um, like, Amanda and Billy. I mean, I'm sorry, Amanda and Eric. And it in no way would have fit a large truck in there at all. In fact, it's kind of weird because why, I'm not really sure why you would want to have a, I mean, unless maybe to feed, but I could see other other better ways to feed these animals than just having a 
truck drive into the aviary, you know? I had one thought. It's very odd. Yeah, I had one thought, and you've got to go back to 1996 to, <laughs> to uh, look at it. I'm, in Ace Ventura, when nature calls, the uh, export of guano is uh, quite lucrative and is the main plot for the evil, the bad guy in that film. Are these Trinodons captured and genetically made to be bigger so InGen can sell guano to the to the world? And that's why <laughs> that's why there's truck access, that's why the animals are bigger, and that's why that's how they kept afloat. <laughs> after now, that is actually quite quite an idea. I mean <laughs> it would I mean I'm not sure exactly why InGen would want to do that when they were um basically planning on making a ton of money off of a theme park, but I mean still yeah. <laughs> I mean it's not a bad idea. It, that's, no. Yeah, it's completely out there. There's absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing to back that up whatsoever. Um, it even could have been so. Yeah, it all goes back to when when the aviary actually come into play, whether it was fall of fall of new blah before the hurricane or Masrani era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just thought, yeah, and it, having the paved road, and for what we get later, we we have um, next minute described as a barge and dock being below the aviary so maybe the paved mm. road was just there for construction could have been i mean and we'll get to that ne- more next minute because there is uh i think a bit of concept art that also corroborates that as well oh, okay uh and also when um when paul stops grant saying it's no use saving billy he adds um they'll attack you too which i think in the uh we would have got that across that's why paul was stopping Grant from running towards Billy's aid because there's when there's a swarm of Trinodons there attacking someone, you're just going to become prey as well. Yeah. But, uh, David, that's 64. Anything else you want to add before we get heavy for the day? I don't know. I think we're pretty good. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at lostworldminute.com. The main website is drasticminutes.wordpress.com and you can find the Lost World Minutes and Drastic Minutes over on Facebook the uh, pages there. David, where are you on Twitter and Instagram? Uh, Twitter, we are at Jurassic Minute. Uh, Instagram is the Jurassic Minutes Podcast. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. This is how you make dinosaurs? This is how you play God. If we split up, I'm going with you guys. Dinosaurs lived 65 million years ago. What is left of them is fossilized in the rocks. And it is in the rock that real scientists make real discoveries. Now what John Hammond and InGen did at Jurassic Park is create genetically engineered theme park monsters. Nothing more and nothing less. Uh, Are you saying that you wouldn't want to get onto Isla Sorna and study them if you had the chance? No force on earth or heaven. Get me on that island. You're desky. Hello? Charlie! Charlie! Hello? Charlie, take the phone to mommy now! Take the phone to mommy! It's the, it's the dinosaur there! Okay.